No, not this show, this yeah. tour. Yeah. This, I'm putting it together because um, I really put a lot of myself into it. I think it's a real personal statement and it's, it's much more theatrical than anything I've ever done. And uh, I just, I mean, I think that it is a more, much more of a theater piece. No. And, and in that respect, um, I mean, I had to pay a lot more attention to detail and set and costume and lighting no. and stuff, and it just took a lot out of me. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, the place where only you can rescue me. Hey everybody, it's Stefan, your co-host for the MLVC Podcast. We're coming to you live from New York City. I'm here with Tony. Hi, Tony. Hey guys, I'm Tony, and I fell in love with San Pedro. Oh, taking us back, La Isla Bonita. Well, I'm only mentioning La Isla Bonita because it's as hot as a tropical island in New York City today. It is yeah. so hot. I've sweat through my clothes at least five times. Yeah, we are burning up here in, uh, in New York City, that's for sure. Uh, heat wave has descended and uh, we are doing everything that we can to, uh, to stay cool. So One of those ways is by recording episode 11 of the MLBC podcast, Yay. which you are listening to right now. I can't believe we're at episode, uh, episode 11. Look at us. I know. What, uh, which was Madonna's 11th album? Do we know off the top of our heads? Um, oh, God. I'm going to have to. We'll come back to this. We'll come back to we'll, this. We'll, we'll I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not information that's just sitting on the top of my head. <laughs> no, I would have to literally <laughs> count. Um, okay, so before we get into anything else, I, there's one thing that I needed to talk about first. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm talking. The floor is yours. I, I'm talking. I'm talking about Rescue Me. I believe in the power of love. Oh, my God. So I think the Madonna floodgates have been unleashed. They've opened. There has just been a tizzy of activity amongst Madonna fans because, as we've all seen on her Instagram stories, she is workshopping Rescue Me in the Madame X tour. Yes, she is, and everyone I've spoken to is just as shook as we are. This is a song that's never been performed live in any way, shape, or form, but it is a fan favorite as far as every fan I've talked to. Yeah, I, I'm shocked at exactly how many people are, like, freaking the fuck out over this. Mm -hmm. Did you see the Instagram story she posted today of the fan literally, like, going down the side of a building? He was like... I don't know, bungee jumping, or, but he's literally singing Rescue Me while he's hanging off the side of a skyscraper. Well, I mean, he didn't want to fall. He wanted somebody to rescue him. <laughs> you know? But I, and I was thinking about Rescue Me and why there was so much, like, why there was so much fervor over her singing the song. And I think it's a testament to how big she was yeah. when that song came out on the Immaculate Collection. The, you know, like, we had the two new songs. One was Justify My Love, uh, which obviously got all the attention. Huge attention. You know, had that raucous video. Mm -hmm. And I think Rescue Me, I know I heard was it on the radio. Was the redheaded stepchild. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it on the radio. And, I mean, I, I remember the first time I heard it on the radio was before the album had come out. And... I, my friend and I didn't realize it was her, but I was recognizing the voice and I was thinking, 
that sounds like Madonna. And I, I love those days when yeah. you wouldn't know that it was a Madonna song. Whereas like now we get leaks and we know it's Madonna, yeah. but like, but musically she never sounded like that before. I mean, that was like a very heavy house sound. It kind of echoed delight and CNC music factory. What was going on in music at that time? Things that make you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that song was always on the radio. I mean, the, the fact that it's not on anybody's radar outside of fandom is really strange because it was a number two song on the billboard charts and I you know it was a number one dance dance track yeah uh, there was the you know the infamous houseboat vocal oh I've been listening to those on repeat yeah. all week seriously like I love those how they like isolate some of her different vocals and yep. you can really appreciate the melodies and harmonies that she's doing with herself, yep. much less the choir that she has. And uh, it's a perfect house 90s song. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've mentioned it before. I'd love to see a house section in the Madame X tour. So you oh. know, I'm putting that out there. Yeah. I would love if she would do so like rescue me, part of like you know and then like segue into i don't search i find i i'm putting this out there into the universe also i'd love goodbye to innocence like yeah not the whole part of the whole song but yeah. like put a little bit of goodbye to innocence in or there. even the up down suite i'll take that right or you know like make that like maybe the uh the video interlude leading into the 90s mm-hmm. house section something i don't know there's you could also throw in erotica and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. into that section oh totally and, yeah, yeah yeah and be good you know but, um, yeah, I'm – well, so on that, uh, rumored set list continues to, to grow. I had gotten sent um, a rumored set list from uh, this guy, Brad, I know, in Philadelphia. He had found it on Facebook somewhere, and it's full of I, – I, it could be real. It might not be real. I, I'm not quite sure, but, you know, it, it is our duty as a Madonna – podcast to be able to you know report about some of the findings that we come across well you know what everybody knows the damn truth but in this case (laughs) they don't know shit Mm -hmm. you know so this is all speculation i'm having a blast trying to speculate what the set list is so um yes take it away stuff yeah so obviously we are hearing the, the songs that she's putting on her instagram and you can piece some of those things together if this was just a very ardent fan who cobbled this together i think they did a great job i'm just gonna and you also have too much time on your hands yeah well (laughs) says the guys who are doing a madonna Madonna podcast podcast. (laughs) uh okay so i'm just gonna run through the set list uh that they have and we'll just take it as it is so they're gonna they have secret agent intro uh vogue is the opener followed by i don't search i find what dark ballet and future they then have a What It Feels Like for a Girl video interlude. And then the next section contains American Life, with, followed by Human Nature slash Like It or Not, followed by Easy Ride, which they say contains elements from Ecstatic Process, <laughs> and then has I Rise. Then there's a Bitch I'm Loca video interlude, followed by Faz Gustoso with Elements from Solterra. Yeah, you wish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then Batuca, You Must Love Me slash Don't Cry For Me Argentina. I could see that. Then closing that section with Medellin containing elements from Crazy. There's a Bad Girl video interlude, which honestly, I'm going to pause for one second. 
I would love Bad Girl on a yeah. tour, but I don't want it in a video interlude. I want her to actually. I want sing her to song. sing it. Yeah, like one of the, her best vocal perfor- live vocal performances was when she did Bad Girl on Saturday Night Live. I mean, it still gives me chills. Yeah, it's so good. And I love that look too. Yeah, that hair was to die for. Um, that section then contains Crave, which will have elements from Don't Stop. Love that idea. Mm-hmm. The Beat Goes On slash Bye Bye Baby, which talk about bringing a, a deep cut out of the woodwork. Well, you know, the thing about Bye Bye Baby is that you can sing it in a robot voice. You yes, know? yes, you can. <laughs> uh, then there's a Power of Goodbye segue into Looking for Mercy. Then there's a get-together video interlude, and honestly, same thing. Same thing. If, if she is going to have get-together on the set list, I want her to perform it, not exactly. a video interlude. Like, I understand, like, what she did this in Rebel Heart. I understand a Justify My Love video interlude, because you can do that with that song. Yes. But that's fine. Or you can even do that with Erotica, mm-hmm. unless you're going to go full throttle and do You Thrill Me. But don't take real songs, like... Oh, Sticky and Sweet, the rain interlude? Screw you, I want the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, it, if it, I, I disagree if it gets yeah. together as a video interlude. Uh, then we go into Hung Up, uh, Rescue Me, containing elements of Chow Bella. I am on board with that. I like that. Uh, Girl Gone Wild, I, I don't necessarily think she'd do that. Yeah, I, that I was a know. place and a time yeah, that I, we no longer go back yeah. to. <laughs> then they, they are saying that tour will close with a gun violence awareness video interlude followed by God Control. Again, I'm not sure that's the message she would end with, but who knows. So we this might be real. Uh, it might be a really good fake. I call bullshit on that set list because, uh, you know, Madonna released the Batuka video today, but there was also uh, an interview that she did with Refinery29 at the same time. And I'll just read one question and one answer from that interview. And the question is, will the women join you on stage when you perform in a live setting? Madonna responds, yes, not only are they in my show, they are in my choir in they're my choir in general. They're my choir in God Control, Like a Prayer, Come Alive, and I Rise. They're even uh, dancing in my show. They've become fully integrated. Right. So there so, is no Like a Prayer, Come Alive, or Batuka yeah. on this set list. And you know if she's dragging those women on tour with her. Not dragging. She's uprooting these women yeah. from Portugal. <laughs> but they must be having the time of their lives. I mean, they're probably in a five-star hotel and lap of luxury. Lap of luxury. I mean, can I Brooklyn? Go on, I want to go on tour with Madonna. I want to be a Batucadera. Yeah, seriously. I'll slap my knees to the beat. I'll back that up to the beat. But I'm very excited that these, you know, these women with their powerful, commanding voices are just, you know, going to elevate these songs, especially like a prayer and come alive. Come alive has become such a favorite. I didn't expect that. It's a great song. Yeah. I, I remember listening to it the first time. I think it was a little stoned. And uh, I was listening to it thinking, oh my God, this song is fucking amazing. Do you know what, you know what, um, Come Alive makes me feel like I could be riding a bike really fast or skydive, you know, something where you're just in motion and Come Alive just kind of takes you mm-hmm. along. Uh, you know what, I want to be riding a bike with the Muppets in, okay. in the, in that, the Great Muppet Caper. In the Great Muppet Caper. Well, yeah. you have to go well, to London for that. Listening to Come Alive. <laughs> Uh, that, that would be wonderful. So did you watch the Batuka video this morning? Yes. And what did you think? Let's talk about her look, and then we'll talk about the rest of it. Okay, le- um, the look was cute. I like, I, I, look, I've never not minded Madonna with dark hair. Yeah, I like I, it. You know, I mean, if you follow us on Instagram, 
MLVC podcast on Instagram. That I just posted that goth Donna picture. Ooh, love it. Oh, I love that look. I love that look, and I love her attitude that night. Yeah, if yeah, you watch yeah, videos. yeah. Oh my god, it's brilliant. Her yeah. with kid and play popping yeah. those bubbles. And Mickey you know, and Donna. It, it's funny because I see. I look at the photo set from that night, and I think that was the um, that was the LA premiere of Truth or Dare. Or was that New York? No, I think. Oh uh, no, you. Mm? Um, let's just let's just say it's the LA premiere. But <laughs> no, I think you're right. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of these pictures lately, and there's some photos that I've never seen before where uh, Vanilla Ice is there as her date. Yes. And I was like, whoa. Um, why was that suppressed back in the day? I think well, she was trying to keep that undercover. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I love that he. Honestly, that picture of her biting her ear or whatnot in mm-hmm. in the sex book is a fucking hot photo. Yeah. No, I she mean she looks amazing. He, you know, he first. Those that were there during that time, he was a complete cheese ball, but mm-hmm. he was good looking. <laughs> I, really, I always wanted her to, like, if she was going to pick a white rapper to be with, though, I really wanted her to be with, like, Marky Mark. I wanted her to be with Everlast, but all we got was a song. <gasps> oh. Remember the yes. waiting remix? Yeah. Oh, I loved Everlast. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe they did go out on a couple of, you know, ice cream sundae dates. Mm, you know, you never that'd know. be fun. But yeah, no, Batuka, I thought her look, she looks great. I think she's, uh, I mean, that. They filmed that in Portugal. Yeah. And it just made me want... If you've not been to Portugal, go to Portugal if you can. It is beautiful countryside. Those beaches, some of the beaches I had gone to, uh, the town called Aracera mm-hmm. in Portugal. It's one of the destinations. There's like the surfer's league of the world. It looks like undiscovered country. Like yeah. no one's been there they before. They basically designated Aracera as like one of the top five beaches in the world for surfers to go to. And all of that, like those dramatic cliffs with the crashing oceans or whatnot, that's what Aracera looks like. And so it made me long to go back to Portugal. And uh, But it's beautiful. I, I thought the cinematography was really great. I like that it's sort of... I read a little bit about what she was saying on the Refinery website today about how she wanted the video to reflect her relationship with that group of women and yeah. pay homage to them and their struggles and their creativity and their the force of nature that she feels that they are. And I think that really comes through with the video. Yeah, one big takeaway that I got, and it was like encapsulated in this one fleeting shot where you just see Madonna's waist and you see uh, the arms of like the Batugadera is like holding her Mm -hmm. and I love that because it's Madonna's connection to the maternity that she never really experienced Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. until she had children but it's like the whole full circle you know like she's holding up women that are holding her Mm -hmm. and it's it's such a such a a beautiful expression of unity and I love Batuka. I think it's an amazing song and now having a visual to it just has transported it to another place and that's what I love about Madame X. Madame X has so far been Madonna's most cinematic album. We've had six videos. Keep them coming. Yeah, I'm counting I Rise even though she doesn't appear in it. Um, It's still part of the canon and I, yeah, I want to see more I'm happy she's being as visual as she yeah. is because I kind of feel like that's where she's been lacking in the past couple eras. It also I mean, shows you that she loves this project and yeah. she wants to to experience it in every way, shape, or form. I mean, in MDNA, after like the third single, she's like, I'm done, guys. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah. I, I just, I'm happy that she's providing as much visuals as she is. People wonder why the 
ticket prices for Madame X tour cost so much. We're paying for the videos, people. <laughs> the, the, the money has to come from somewhere, and she's not selling any of her artwork anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, we're paying for the beautiful yet incredibly self-indulgent The World of Madame X, now available <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Yes. Go watch your the documentary you helped produce. Yes, uh, I watch it daily. It's <laughs> just about scenes. I mean, sometimes I'll say, oh, I'm just going to watch like a couple minutes of it, and there you go, 30 minutes later, it's over, you know. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought it was a beautiful video. I'm, I, you know it's going to be on the set list for the tour. I think they're going to do a bang-up job. It's going to sound amazing in concert. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, I think everything's going to sound amazing in concert. I'm so curious to hear all this. As we get closer, I, you know, when they first announced the show, I was, like, ready to scream. But as we get closer, and it just, it's, it's more tangible, and I, I'm so excited. I, that's all I can say. Yeah, I know. Counting down. Not that much time. So, I'm not sure if Batuka is an official single or not, but I don't think that we're going to get uh, the remixes commissioned for it, but we did get the iRise remix released today, and DJ Tracy Young created that remix, and I love it. On repeat. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So good. I, I What's am... the official name of the remix? I... I get it wrong every time it's like the pride the pride island remix or something no i'm kidding i don't know if it's Island's the in there. tracy young's pride intro radio remix that's the radio remix uh which is really good because it kind of like addresses everything that the extended version does and you know obviously shorter but yeah those there's I mean, there's the there's the Pride dub also. Yeah, there's the there's dub, the, the Pride extended. So there's. But there's you listen to of... all three, and it's fine. That's what I was doing all day. Yeah, no, I'm really happy they're out. They, uh, I, I am venture to say this will become Madonna's 48th dance top dance single. So. You know, like it's really, really good. I um, I, I almost wish that they would give us like a dance remix video with her in it. Well, I, that might be. Coming our way, I I can see that. Although, uh, uh, who well, who knows? I am putting out an APB for the Crave remixes. Where the hell are they? Where are they? <laughs> Where are the Crave remix? Well, other than my Crave remix, which um, I actually have been asked to publish my Crave remix. Somebody wrote in to us and said, "I love your Crave remix. I will be first in line to download that remix." So thank you. Because yeah. I. Didn't know what I was doing. It's on the uh, Billboard charts as we speak. It's a heat seeker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a look for it on the dance charts. Yeah, uh, Candy Perfume is our uh, follower on Instagram who who wrote. I will try to finish my Crave remix. I'm very busy stalking Madonna in Williamsburg, uh, trying to find her as she comes and goes from her tour practice. So um, when I'm not there, I'll. Uh, I th- in fact, if you look at the Instagram video of her with the with the girls in the, in the rain with their umbrellas or whatnot. You can see me in the background being tackled by a security guard. I'm just kidding. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, actually, and on, on the, uh, the tone of shouting out to some listeners, um, I do want to do a quick roundup, if you will. Of, yes, uh, and I think that we should do this every week because I, I love our listeners. Yes, thank you for reaching out. So, um... I'm going to say hello to uh, Sasson, hopefully I'm saying that right, a.k.a. Sam, um, sending you best wishes as you're recovering in the hospital. Hey! Glad we could be there to keep you company. Uh, I want to say a what up to Mikey Rowe, uh, Danielle Nicole, 
we would really like to see another video of you getting into the groove in a store somewhere listening to Madonna, so please post that. And then I also want to say a good day, mate, to Michelangelo and all of our other Aussie listeners. I know that it's crazy to think that we have listeners in Australia and Singapore and Europe. and but So hello to everyone who listens to us. We, we read your messages. We love that you contact us. Please feel free to do it. Give us suggestions. Um, uh, things that you want to hear us talk about. Things you don't want to hear us talk about. Right. <laughs> Stefan, stop talking about that. We've heard it enough. Uh, but yes. Uh, so th- thank you to all of our fans and our listeners. Yeah, one thing that I want to hear about from you guys coming up is what are you going to wear to the Madame X tour date that you're going to be attending? Mm, yes, I am. Um, we do need to start plotting out our, our outfit, Tony. Well, I have a confession to make. I've, I've been going to Madonna tours since the beginning, but I've never really put dressed, together... You've never dressed up. I've never dressed up. Tony, we are going to dress you up but for no, this tour. But here's the thing. What happens is that I just wear like a simple shirt and jeans, and then I buy a shirt in merch, and then I wear that shirt that night. Okay. Um... We can still do that if you'd like. Um, I was thinking maybe we could like wear uh, like a supreme hoodie and uh, you know and, and then have our little bedazzled Madame X eye patch and then that would be the simple costume. I was thinking more along the lines of like I just put on my boat costume and that's my costume for the night. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. Well, well, we'll talk about it. I uh, I do. What yeah. are your What are your plans? What are your thoughts? Well, so for opening night, I do feel I'm going with my friend Rob, and I feel like I kind of have. You to, have to turn I it have up. To, I have to turn it out. You have to turn it up. Yes, I'm not quite sure how fantastical we're going to get because obviously when you're you know going to a show, you need it to be practical. The outfit has to sort of like. You have to be able to dance. Exactly. You don't want a lot of hats and a lot of attachments. Right. If there's a cape, it just yeah. you know, it could snag on something and bring you down, and you just don't want that. You could fall down those steps at the Harvey it, it's Theater. It's very dangerous. Uh, I am in the balcony for opening night, mm-hmm. and I do not want to fall anywhere on a balcony. Uh, so, yeah. So, Rob and I are going to start strategizing about what our outfit's going to be. I I never do drag when I do, like, a Madonna, no, no, a Madonna you'll, concert. No, you'd be too uncomfortable. Yeah, just no wigs. And I, I don't think you should either... Dress like a matador, either. No, 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 no. It has to be something, like, sort of along the lines of... A boat costume? A boat costume, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It'll be curious. You know, I mean, I've done, like, in the past, I, like, did my own tank tops where for MDNA. I, Mm -hmm. I, um... Was it? I spray painted my, and so they sort of had like a graffiti look. You, you remember when she did the um, Super Bowl performance and she had spray painted MDNA on the back of the yeah. gold throne? That was the one in Miami, the performance in Miami, I think, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I sort of took that that scroll that the sort of the logo that she had for MDNA and recreated that on the tank top in the front and on the back I did there's only one queen so it was kind of like if you were a Madonna mm-hmm. fan and you knew what where that quote was coming from yeah. it made sense to you and then I think for uh, another one of uh, MDNA it was the show in Philadelphia that I went to where I was in the Golden Triangle actually what got us into the Golden Triangle I had made like sashes that like a, you would wear in like a beauty pageant and it had MDNA uh, across the sash, and so me and my friend Jennifer wore them, and Guy O'Siri loved them. He took a picture it's on Madonna's Facebook, and um, 
got us into the golden triangle. So that's it's like you got to design some because you never know if we have a really cute eye patch or or some sort of cute look and Guy series team happens to see it, we might just get slid up to the front row instead of row S where we currently are. All right. Well, I'll, I'll think about that. I mean, I know that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I know that for Drowned World, it was I saw it here in New York and it was literally as hot as it is today. Uh huh. And I think I, I, I remember putting something together that was akin to her uh, AIDS dance-a-thon look, you know, with a white oh, t-shirt, yeah. black rosary, cut-off jeans, um, white socks, and um, Doc Martens. So basically you looked like everyone in Chelsea at that time. Pretty much, but I didn't have blonde hair. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> you know, I, and funnily enough, yeah, for a Drown World tour, I wore that kilt. Outfit oh, wow. That she that's, first came out. Oh, my God. It. I was sweating. That's very ambitious. Sweating my ass off. Pants and a kilt. Mm-hmm. I was dying. Um, like, of all, of why I had to do that outfit and not... Well, of course, because I wasn't going to do the Frozen outfit, because the Frozen outfit, I'd be covered head to toe. And also, she wouldn't have been able to see you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, we'll, well, please send us your suggestions about... Or your ideas about what you're going to... We won't take them. It just We just like to hear other people's ideas. Yeah, and also if you've got photos of what you're gonna wear, oh, that's tag better. us up in Instagram. Sketches, photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. rendering. I want to see it all. It'll <laughs> be amazing. So we have a guest on our show today. We do. Yes, we're. Uh, it's our very second guest. Um, we're. Uh, let's. Shall we get her on the line? Yeah, her name is Liberty King, and we're gonna be speaking to her from Texas. Okay, so we're really excited to have a special guest on today's podcast, hailing all the way from Brownsville, Texas. We have Liberty. Liberty, how is everything going today? Today is really hot. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I live in San Antonio now, but um, oh, okay. ori- yeah, originally I'm from Brownsville, and um, oh, it's so hot here. I was working outside today, so. Oh. Bless your heart. It's yeah. It's where New York City is going through a little bit of a heat wave ourselves. So we are right there with you. And it's only going to get hotter. Yeah, I know. September <laughs> is usually the hottest, so we'll see if I survive. So to our listeners, a little bit about uh, Liberty that I thought was very interesting. Other than the fact that she can speak four languages, uh, she is a singer and guitar player and uh, very fluent in French because you, you are a French teacher, correct? Yes, I teach French in just a regular high school and um, I'm married to a German and so I can speak German and I grew up in Brownsville, which I don't know, Tony, I know you're from Texas originally, right? So you've got to be able to speak Spanish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, and of course, English is my native language so yeah you speak madonna too though and yes okay so five <laughs> five languages i'm quintilingual uh okay so the thing that i was most interested about that you had told me just recently was about your guitar lessons so why don't we start there before okay. we dive into your madonna journey tell us about your guitar lessons Okay, so um, I, a few months ago, I actually started learning guitar when I was probably in my early 20s in college, you know, as you do. (laughs) And um, I don't know, I just kind of after a few years kind of gave it up. I don't, not because I didn't want to do it, but because it was life, you know, just. Yeah, gets in the way. Yeah. Um, And I definitely was originally inspired to learn by the music album. So it was around that time that I started learning. But um, 
after that, I just kind of, you know, 20 years go by and I decided to, um, contact Monty a few months ago. I, I gave myself some time because I thought like, I'm going to do this. I'd been, um, going like kind of following Monty on the side just because, um, you know, he has his own, he's done his own lessons for a while. He does online lessons like via Skype. Liberty, why don't you tell everyone who Monty is? So Monty Pittman is Madonna's longtime guitar uh, teacher and guitarist. So he's been on almost every performance uh, with her since um, Don't Tell Me on David Letterman in, what was that, 2000? Um, Yeah, and actually I had the auspicious privilege of being in the audience for that performance when it was, I think, her debut to the public of her playing guitar. She was so nervous. Yes, I remember you um, telling that story recently, and and I, it's funny that you mentioned that. Just I'll say, without giving too much away, just that Monty kind of told me about how um, recently he came across that guitar again, and um, you know, it kind of was it was just a little anecdotal stuff. That that's what's kind of nice about. I mean, I don't. I have thirty minute lessons with him, um, usually weekly, but it's a little bit difficult right now because of the rehearsals right um and yeah and because of travel and summer and all that stuff for me but he um he he, he's very very kind very forthcoming like you know as far as the lesson goes um he tells me little things here and there but I mean I don't want to kind of what do you call that um with the yeah yeah it's it's just if you know any of it is privilege i I wouldn't want to give that away but um, he's um he knows i'm a fan and he knows he's known that since my very since the first time i met him but um because i actually the first time i met him was at the rebel like after the rebel heart tour i met him in, in las vegas um, and then, you, were, uh, you, you guys were gambling at some slots and you were like, Oh my God, it's Monty. <laughs> no, it wasn't that casual. Um, it was after, you're rolling the dice and you, you turn to the man next to you to blow on it for good luck. And Oh my God, it's Monty Pittman. Yes, exactly. That, well, that is what happened, but you know, I can't tell you that part. Um, <laughs> what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We understand. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was at the after party for the, like she had a concert and then she did this at this marquee nightclub. She did this like party and, um, she had like a two minute stint, like DJ thing at the nightclub there. And anyways, almost all of the, uh, crew was there. So I met him there and, um, he was, he's just super nice. And I was so shy and the rebel hard tour was, was, um, kind of hard for me just because three weeks before my dad had passed away, like unexpectedly. And, um, yeah, so it was, I was very like, I don't know, introspective maybe and, and shy and just kind of not not really ready to meet him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I saw him later at San Antonio here, cause I saw him here too. And I was like, hi, and hope you remember me. And I, then I actually asked him for a picture because I was just so, nervous um because i'm really starstruck like that and you know (laughs) he's just like you know well i don't he doesn't think of it as a big deal i guess or if if he does he doesn't sort of act like that um he's very like well you know 
Madonna's a regular person, and you know, to me, it's like, but no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you figure they've been working together for twenty years now. It's you know, they've seen each other their the highs and the lows, and the, you know, no makeup and no audience fanfare, and it just you know, it is. It's just people. Exactly, and and he's such a you know, like I said, he's very. Um, He's good about it. He doesn't make it weird or, or anything. And if anything, I make it weird. Um, yeah, but he's really nice. And cool. So what songs are you working on? What, what songs does he have you play? So, Madonna songs? Well, he has given me some Madonna songs. Like he's he gave me like a prayer. He gave to me. Um, it was funny when he was post just a few weeks ago, whenever she was kind of getting, um, she, she, she posted like a couple of videos where she's practicing with him. Mm-hmm. And um, they were doing Crave, I think, and Future. And he gave me Crave. Um, and so I, because I had tried to work it out on my own. And then he was like, oh, I have it right here. And, and so he gave it to me. So that was really cool. Because that was, that's a new song. And I thought like, oh, wow. Like that, to me, that's really special to actually have, you know, her guitar teacher who he had to learn these songs, you know, because he didn't write them. Right. Um, and, um, so he has to write out like how they, how the chords are and, and, and then also tell me little like nuanced things because it's, it's mostly digital. Like Mirways basically makes everything with samples. Um, and so it's pretty interesting that he has to go back as a musician, which is why he blows me away just because it's like, he has to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know how he does that where he has to take something that is, from a computer and actually work it out on a real instrument because she likes to use real instruments on, on tour. Yeah. So that's so cool. So you're learning the arrangement that's going to be played during the Madame X tour. Most likely. Yeah. Most likely. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I don't know what other songs, you know, he, or what other songs will be played. And, um, just, just a side note, like the, all the stuff she's teasing, like, if she doesn't play Rescue Me, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, um, no. She's got to play it at this point. Yeah. I think there's going to be rioting in the streets because I think everyone I've spoken to has gotten their hopes way up. Yeah. And that's why I'm worried because I feel like, why is she posting all this stuff? Or, or you know, we've never had all of these little hints before, at least not from her. And so I'm really, um, I'm worried that she's doing it as like a, as a woo, you know? Isn't it funny how Madonna makes us worry and fret? <laughs> yes, it's so silly. It's like she's just, you know, she has the right, and I don't know if it's her posting, but she has the right to do that. But at the same time, it's like, forget about it. You want spoilers? You're going to get spoilers. It doesn't matter if you really want them or not, you're going to get the spoilers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fun little inside scoop into sort of her creative process. I think the, you know, unfortunate side is if people do have their heart set on a certain song and then she decides to cut it at the last minute, you know, I have a feeling though, rescue me can't get cut because people will burn that shit down. Like if opening night comes along at BAM on September 12th, I'll be there. And if she does not play rescue me, I will start riot. I will start the riot. Yes, you will. And you're going to be our leader and we're going to give you a pitchfork and you're going to go and you're going to just, you know, go wild. It'll be like that scene in Evita when her (laughs) and Antonia Banderas are marching through the streets singing a new Argentina. That's what it'll be like. 
But, you know, she's never performed Rescue Me in any way, shape, or form. I think the only people who have heard her sing that live are Chef Eddie Bone, Nikki, and Donna. Yes. And um, speaking of Chef Pettibone, just to like another derail, is this, I, this is my um, very bad habit. Um, wouldn't he make like an amazing remix for I Don't Search, I Find? Like, can you imagine? He could do anyway. amazing remixes for every song released, but. True. I don't know what, what they're be. Did he retire? I thought he sort of got out of the music industry. Yeah, he retired. He lived at Asbury Park. I think he bought a hotel down there. Oh, okay. A nightclub. But he just finished a lawsuit with Warner Brothers over the rights to Vogue. Uh, I don't oh, know the details. Yeah. It can be easily Googled. But um, I think he's doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Probably so. Uh, so, Liberty, I would love to talk a little bit about your Madonna journey. Tony and I have frequently discussed sort of like what we, how we discovered Madonna, what has sort of like why we continue to love Madonna. Um, I'm just always curious um, for everyone listening. Liberty actually did start a small Madonna podcast called <laughs> Who's That Girl? It is, it is findable if you go on uh, iTunes podcasts. Um, but you abandoned that podcast. Um, but obviously, if you were interested enough to start a podcast, there had to be a bit of a love affair as we know Tony and I have uh, a love affair with with the Queen. So, tell us from the beginning, sort of, what was the first interaction that you had with Madonna? That first touch of of uh, stardom, and then sort of like, what brought you up to taking lessons with her guitar instructor? <laughs> um, yeah, what came? To, how did that obsession grow? I think. I mean, I've been a fan all my life. Just fans. Was I was just a big fan from the beginning. I think I was about seven or so the first time I remember. Um, I think I begged my mom for a cassette at Kmart, um, <laughs> you know, back in the day when that was where you got your cassettes. Um, and she, I think she kind of – my mom's not, you know um, – conservative in that way or anything like that but she was kind of like okay I guess so and I don't think she knew at that point you know what that was going to turn into but it did sort of evolve into um me forcing my sister and cousin into dance routines and all this stuff you know through childhood um people giving me Madonna posters Madonna cassettes and um I think that it really could, it just kind of took a turn when I was about 13. Um, my grandfather, he was pretty cool, but you know, um, still a little bit, you know, grandpa. -y. <laughs> he, mm -hmm. um, he's like, Hey, let's watch. Uh, I see Madonna's going to be on, on HBO. Let's watch this blonde ambition tour. And I was like, trying not to be too excited, but I was like, okay, so <laughs> we sit down and we're going to watch it, you know? And of course, and, uh, so it starts right. And then there's like a little slam humping and then there's, um, <laughs> the first, I think, you know, uh, can, can I swear? I don't even know if that's okay. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Swear, swear away. Yeah. Cause she's like, you know, okay. You know, get a fucking sense of humor. Okay. And, and I think my grandfather at that point was like, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and, but he's like, you can watch it. And I was, you know, I was mesmerized. It was like, I was a chubby, you know, teenage or preteen teenage girl. And I just, I looked at her like, 
that is power. That is, you know, that's some, that's a woman to look up to, to, to try to become, um, it was the control of the audience. It was just sense of humor was beauty. I mean, her curly, bouncy little blonde, you know, I just, there was everything there. She was just everything I wanted to be. And, um, so I guess it's a good thing. Grandpa went to bed before the masturbation scene came on. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, I, he was recording it for me too, which was, you know, back in the VHS days. I think I wore that tape out um, <laughs> for sure. I think it's some. I think I found it about four or five years ago, and I was like, "This is this is not gonna. This can't even be, you know, played." But um, yeah, it was it was all for me, and I'm glad that he let me watch it um, because. It really did change. I think it was. I was already a fan, but it made me like the massive, you know. And I would just go around talking about Madonna all the time. And but that was how I also sort of realized in Brownsville, Texas, which I don't know if you know where that is, but it's on the border, all the way at the tip of Texas, down in the very, very bottom. Uh, and it's like nobody likes Madonna or talks about Madonna, or if they do, they don't talk about it. Um, so I really felt alone, you know, uh, people knew that I was a fan and, you know, they would write, I think I've, I still have stuff in my yearbook about, you know, oh my gosh, one day you're going to be grabbing your crotch on stage like Madonna and, uh, <laughs> which I didn't, you know, <laughs> uh, not yet. Not there's, yet. Still there's still time. Um, you never know what can happen. Maybe tonight. Um, you'll just be holding a guitar while you're Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's it's funny to think back to those times. I, I I mean, it's you know we were all sort of around and aware of Madonna at that time. When, you know, in 1990 when she was doing the Blonde Ambition tour, and that is to me like peak Madonna when she was literally just like everywhere and was on top of the charts and huge popularity and it's funny that we all didn't have social media, you know, to sort of connect, you know, having this podcast has been able to put us in touch with so many different people from around the world, um, very easily, you know, and we can all sort of share our stories and share this common interest. Who is this person? And I think it's just, it's funny to think back to those days when you're like, you were the one person known as like, Oh, that's, that's Stefan or that's Tony or that's Liberty. They're the person who likes Madonna and you were like an anomaly. Nobody, you know, like you were the Madonna fan that everybody knew of. And now we're, now we're not so special. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a way, I mean, we are, we are because we all have the, the moment, you know, there's, I mean, and, and for some of us, it's like an inter, she's just part of the fabric of our lives, but for others, you know, it's like, uh, like I, I took a friend to Rebel Heart tour last year, and he was he was interested. Like he liked her a lot already, just because of you know the things that I'd been telling him. But um, I I when I got my tickets through the fan club, I ended up getting one next to the heart. Nice. I, oh. I gave well, it was probably you know two seats, but anyway, he, I gave it to him because I was like you know check it out, you'll you'll like it, and um, he was like, she looked into my eyes. And, and, you know, and, and, and for him, it was like a, it was like lights, bells, whistles, all of that, you know, from a, from a pretty good fan to like, you know, it, it, just how captivating she really is. Yeah. Um, not only, you know, just 
not only as a performer, but also because she does connect with her, with the people in her audience. And she does, or she does try anyway, and especially on the Rebel Heart Tour, you could really feel that, um, that, that attempt to connect, I think, with her audience. So, yeah. So you are a huge Madonna fan your whole life. And Mm -hmm. what prompted you to want to start a Madonna podcast? So the podcast started, um, because I was, it was probably about a little bit after the Rebel Heart Tour where I was, or maybe even before that, I had been thinking about actually writing a book because I used to really love to write. And I wanted to write a book about fans, but I couldn't decide if it was going to be something like, kind of like a fictional story about Madonna fans or if based on real people, um, or if it would be like, just um kind of biographical about madonna fans um because my major in college is anthropology i love people and i like learning about how people are and the sort of things that make them who they are and their cultures and um so this kind of got shelved just because i don't think i spend a lot of time on the idea i just kind of get the idea and then i i move on um, and then I, I just got into the medium because I was into true crime podcasts, mm-hmm. which is a strange, <laughs> that, that's how I really got into podcasts, um, probably a year and a half ago or so. And, um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to look for a Madonna podcast and I didn't find one. And I thought maybe that would be something I could kind of do as like a hobby. Um, so I thought, where do I even start? And, you know, uh, now as podcast hosts, it's like very time consuming to come up with the content. What are you thinking about talking about? Um, so I decided, well, I'll just start at the beginning. What was her, you know, career like? And, um, it was, um, really, really difficult. It's really difficult (laughs) to, to do the content and, and to feel somehow fresh every week. And especially as I said, like, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, even here, and I don't know if I isolate myself or if it's really that I am kind of isolated, but I don't know a whole lot of Madonna fans locally. And, um, I had tried like, like creating a Facebook page for Texas Madonna fans and pe- people just don't really want to engage. And I find it so hard to believe that Texas has such a hard market for Madonna, but it really is. Um, so I thought, well, I'll just start the podcast and see where it goes. And, um, the only reason really that I didn't keep it up was, was more because of the, partly the time, but also because I was a little, uh, having some issues with money and I thought, oh, this is one area that I can kind of cut for now. And yeah. that's how it kind of, it's on, it's on hiatus. Let's say that. There you yeah, go. I like that. You know what? It took Madonna four years between albums. So it's, <laughs> you can always come back. Yeah, exactly. So I had, well, I had ideas, but I think you guys have, what I love about you guys is you have this dynamic of two fans talking to another, to one another. And I think that that makes, um, it gives you this sort of feeling of, chatting with a friend about Madonna and I have several, you know, long distance fans that I really, that I love talking to. Um, so I really like listening to you guys. I love this, this topic. Uh, just so you know, everyone, we did not pay her to say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you no thank you. And, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast because, um, especially since I knew a new album was coming out, I was sick of 
kind of like going through this album cycle by myself in my mind and I wanted to just put it out there and, and hear what everybody else was going through, you know, counting down the release of Madame X. Yeah, exactly. And I think timing wise, that was another, another thing that I kind of got not wrong, but just sort of out of nowhere, you know, nobody's not because she wasn't, isn't somebody people were talking about, but just because the buzz isn't there like this, you know, right now. And I know that I do this to myself, but my feet is all Madonna almost all the time. Um, so, you know, but she is in the media all the time, really. And right now when she has a new album and people are, you know, interested. And so they're kind of looking for, for information about her. So you did, you got the timing, right. But, um, also you just, I just like, I like your stories. I love, um, how you guys are, you go from, you know, you are fans, but you also have, you know, you talk critically about her and you talk, uh, which is hard for me to do because I'm such a, I'm such a sucker. (laughs) Like I like everything. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I'll buy whatever she does. And, um, and you got, and not that you don't, but just that you, you really talk about it, um, with an open sort of open forum concept. And I really like that. Yeah. Well, I think we try to be objective, you know, just, I mean, we are Madonna fans and we love her and we love the work that she does, but I think we try to put a little bit of a, a lens on where just because she's Madonna and we love her, does that mean we have to love every single thing all the time? Exactly. I do. <laughs> well, I think I do too. And, and especially, um, which is why I feel like sometimes I'm, you know, am I alone in the world? Because I read so many things on Facebook that are like, you know, why does she have her hair like this all the time? Or why, you know, um, I don't know. Why doesn't yes, she... they focus on all the wrong things? Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm thinking about how fresh your voice sounds or, you know, other things, not what her hair looks like. Or, well, actually, I do talk about that. You do. Yeah. I am guilty of that. Never mind. Sorry. Tony, you talk about the eye patch because it hides her eyebrows. And we all know at the end of the day, do something else. Do my, do eyebrows. my eyebrows. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I do. There are things I question, like one offs, you know, like I'll say, like, like this hat that she had on, that she's had on this hat that says Crave, or I think she had one that said Future or Ira. And she had another one that said Batuka, don't forget. Yes. And at first I was like, I don't get the hat. Like I don't, not because it's ugly or something, but it's, I don't get how it works with the outfit, but it takes a while usually for me. And I question it, but I don't think, Oh, that's ugly. I, I question. And then I think like, Oh, okay. So there's probably, I feel like Madonna has purpose in pretty much every little, even minute detail thing that she does. Maybe she yeah. doesn't, but I take it and I like try to, I analyze and I work it out in my head and, and it, even if it's only my interpretation, it has nothing to do with what, like the Met Gala look she had a few years ago where she's like in all black lace and this black tape, um, all over the KT tape all over her body. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, With that black wig. Yes. Um, no, no, she has, she's like, it's very bare makeup and I don't know. Anyway. So the look it's for a while, I was like, wow, this is, you know, I can see how so many people would be like, find a ton of things to criticize but the theme was i think deus ex deus machina something man is the machine or something like man versus the machine and and i thought this is so 
it works just for her because she's so athletic. She's such an, you know, and she's always been known for being this, you know, perfect bodied person. Um, but she needs repairing. <laughs> she's wearing all this KT tape and, um, <laughs> I don't know. It was, I, I, I just make things up and they work for me. And, and so then I, I kind of like accept, you know, Oh, I accept what Madonna does. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes with her looks or what she does, sometimes I get very strong reactions when I see it for the first time, whether it be positive or negative, something that she'll do will just like smack me and I'll be a little dumbstruck for a bit and I can't quite figure out how I'm feeling. It's just a very strong reaction either which way. Like I always go back to the very first time I saw the erotica video and they had played it on MTV and they said, this is the one and only time we're playing it on MTV. And I, of course, was in the middle, you know, I was watching it on my television. I had the VCR ready to record it because I was like, I'm going to get it on tape so I can watch it over and over and over again. And I remember when I, it premiered, I was shocked and appalled and taken aback. And I was like, what is she doing? And I was really upset about it because it just like, you know, if we've, I was, we've all should have seen the erotica video by now. It's her from the sex book and it's just behind the scenes footage of her and all those different setups, but it's yeah. like, like 20 different setups of her with in various sexual positions, just coming at you. It's just a barrage of all of this sex coming at you. And I, you know, as a teenager, it was just a little too much. You know, I was a little, I don't know if like as the closeted gay kid that I was, I don't know if I was ready for all of that all at once in four minutes. And, uh, it wasn't until years later that I was actually able to appreciate that brazen courage that she had to just put that out there. Yeah, 100% agree with you because I think, I don't know how old you were. I think it was about 15 when that came. Yeah, I think I was around that 15 or 16. And yeah, that was, I was like, I have to hide this. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't let people know that I like this and, um, or that I'm interested, you know, just because, especially my family, like I was so embarrassed to talk about anything regarding, um, sexuality with my, with my parents. Um, so it was not a topic that, you know, I was willing to share with them. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird how Madonna did that, how she, and I think that's sort of what started setting her apart in terms of like other pop artists, where she went from being this super popular, super accepted by everybody artist in 1990. And then 1991 comes around and Justify My Love it is this huge controversy. And she's making out with a woman and she's making out with a man and she's, you know, there's all these little sexual innuendos and scenes going on at this Parisian hotel. And suddenly people don't want to have anything to do with her and you're still a fan. And you're like, wait, what, why am I being attacked now for liking this person? You all liked her last year. What happened? And it's just funny how sex changed that. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And I didn't even, I couldn't even see the sex book until I was probably in my twenties. I think I, I just, it was too, um, I was worried, you know, wor- worried, like, okay, what am I going to find? I mean, I had seen the erotica video, but, and various little pictures online because some of it, I think most of it's online now, but, um, I couldn't until I bought my own copy. I was like, I still have to hide this. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's, um, interesting how, but it, I feel like I grew up with all of like at this, at the time when Madonna was who she was, I feel in a way I grew up in the same, like, you know, 
era, sort of, not era, that's not the right word, but the word would be like, my age was appropriate for what she was experiencing at that time. Yeah, totally. Well, so you wait, you have, so you have a sex book. Is it in English? I actually bought the French version. And uh, so I was going to say, because I have a French version as well. Yes. And uh, because, you know, French, you know, it was my other, other love. <laughs> um, and I just had to buy it in French because I was like, I didn't even know it existed in Japanese and French. And yeah, um, it was kind of, but I actually think it sounds pretty in French. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, I thought it was okay. That was okay. <laughs> I mean, what is it? Uh, uh, J'adore ma chat, I think yeah. she says. Yeah. Or I love my something <laughs> Yeah, something along those lines. It's nothing yeah, I would I, ever say. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it made it, the book more eloquent. Yes. Well, and she has a love affair with French as well. And yeah, and in fact, you know, on Madame X, I was kind of surprised that there was no French. Yeah, I was thinking about that too when I was watching the world of Madame X. Yeah, and I was thinking she's hitting all of Europe, but not, you know, she's not being a Francophile this time. She's not being an Anglophile at all this time. It's just yeah sticking. Yeah, I thought that was strange, especially because with Mirways on on deck, I really thought, man, she's gonna she's gonna say something in French, and I think her children all have French tutors, so mm-hmm. you know, but it's not so, me. I don't work for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liberty, what are your thoughts on the Madame X era so far? Do you are, are you? I assume you're approve. You approve? I approve, and um, let me say first, like I'm not. I'm usually never really super wild about a first, like the lead off single. I'm always mm-hmm. kind of like lukewarm about it until I hear the album. But this time I actually was in love with Medellin. And I don't know why, um, given that I was so worried about, oh my gosh, why with Maluma? Look at all the, like, if you listen to Maluma, so much, like there's so much vocoder and, I just was not excited about it until I heard the song. And I think I played it like 150 times that first, that first weekend that Medellin was out. Um, And then when you get the rest of the album, it's almost like Medellin is like the, not the weakest track, but it's like, it's an afterthought, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, it didn't set me up at all for how, how, how brilliant the rest of the record was going to be. And so I was really kind of shocked because that's not how I usually work with Madonna albums. Usually I'm kind of like, like music. I was kind of like, meh, you know, mm, okay. And then the rest of the album, I was like, wow, this is so, this is so perfect. And um, even though nobody is perfect, but it was, <laughs> it was good. And and now, you know, with Madame X, I'm like, there's not a track on there that I skip, not one. You can um, drop as many Madonna puns in this conversation as you'd like. Please feel free. Okay. We, we are constantly trying to figure out how to put as many puns in as possible. So, Well, I'm trying not to search for them. I'm just trying to find them, you know? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so what's your favorite track from Adam X? Definitely. Which one do you- I don't search. Wait. I find. I, I don't yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I really love Killers Who Are Partying. Um I don't have, I don't find fault so much with the lyrics like a lot of fans are, but it stays in my head. Like after I've played the record and I'm going about my day, 
that's the song. That's actually the song that I kind of go back to, you know, how you replay songs just. Yeah. They pop yeah I was telling Stephanie the other day that I, Extreme Occident, Crazy, and Killers Were Burning, those three my being it's just like racing yeah and and so i'm in love with that song too and yeah, the portuguese portion of killers who are partying is so damn catchy mm-hmm. like i hum that all the time yeah it's that and it really sounds you know extra beautiful when she says it um yeah, she she does a really great job at speaking other languages she really yeah. does it's also a testament to Donna's talent yeah i mean she has an amazing gift and i mean as she's always said it's always about the music um but it is about the art and the music at the same time for her with her for me anyway um just because she kind of puts you in a world that you might not know you want to go yeah too if that makes sense so do you have tour plans for madame x definitely i believe she's coming to texas yes yeah so i you know as far as the whole ticket fiasco i was very lucky i got both um the choices that i that i requested and um that was for la and for las vegas nice yeah um but i was definitely nervous that it wasn't gonna happen after oh, i was tears. tony i had to talk tony off a ledge a couple, <laughs> a couple days in a row for yeah. sure yeah because- well after you go see the mad x show we are gonna reconvene for sure uh, well i'm i want to talk to as many people as possible from you know europe and also here in the united states i want to know what everyone Oh yeah. And I'm very, like, very curious to know what exactly is we're going to get as far as, because I'm trying to work out like, are the stages all the same size? Like there's all this logistical stuff that I, that I kind of think about in advance. Like, you know, theaters are different from arenas. I mean, an arena, you can kind of, you own them, you kind of own the mechanics of your stage. And I'm wondering about how that's going to work for, for the theater aspect. Um, but yeah, I assume they probably researched the various venues to make sure that the stages will be approximately the same size. Cause probably what they'll do is they won't have a stage that's any smaller than X amount of dimensions. But if the stage is slightly bigger, they'll be able to adapt it really easy. But it, I assume they probably have a minimum amount of dimensions that they can play in. And then that's the venues that they sought out basically and then there's just so many like to me it's fascinating that all the work that goes into it um and at the end of the day she has the final say on almost every little detail yeah yeah gotta love it she's gotta you know yeah she's the queen yeah okay so we're gonna do a little bit of a lightning round um (laughs) this is just something just quick off the top of your head whatever comes to your mind i'm just gonna ask it and then you're just gonna be like just blurt it out okay okay so uh Top five favorite Madonna songs. Go. Okay, so Easy Ride is my number one, always. And um, Rescue Me. Mm-hmm. Holiday. Classic. Uh, Crazy For You. Oh, taking us back. And I really love Open Your Heart. That's <laughs> I just love that song. So only one from the 
2000 Madonna? Well, I listen, and it's an obscure one. <laughs> um, because it, the reason is because it's, I'm so afraid to put like the later Madonna songs into my top five songs because I love them all a lot. Like I love probably later Madonna more than I love earlier Madonna, but um, it's, I can't put them in because they change, they rotate. And um, so I like to think of my top five classics and then I rotate on the, but easy ride is the first time I heard that song. It was like, this is me. This is my. That song gets better and better each time I listen to it. Oh, yeah. I'm excited at the prospect of her doing that on tour. Me too. Me too. Uh, okay, so top three albums. Oh, top three albums. Okay. Uh, oh, that's really hard. Um, um, probably American Life. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Prayer. Uh, I really love Madame X. Can I put that? Yeah, yeah Madame X. You. It's so good. good. One. Uh, okay, so we'll do. T- I'll give you top five on your music videos. What are your favorite Ooh. top five videos? Okay, top five music videos. Uh, bedtime story. Videos will definitely be different than songs. Yeah, for sure, because the the visuals kind of take you on a different, um, whole different journey. Let's see. Um, for sure, bedtime story is like my top probably top video i love oh father mm-hmm. so beautiful um a another one that i really like is okay really love um hey batuka just came out today let me put that one in. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let's see oh it's so hard to decide um vogue is an amazing video like it is amazing the visuals are just her she's so beautiful in it and um yeah i think vogue and then um let me see doesn't have to be forever just right now okay well today um i don't know for whatever reason i'm really thinking about fever oh there you go i love that video yeah it's such a weird wacky video for hers uh, okay, favorite era. Oh, it's got to be this this look, this blonde ambition, um, cur- short bl- curly blonde hair. The whole blonde ambition era is probably the it's the most standout to me. It's the most definitive um, of who Madonna is, like as an artist. I think. Um, yeah, it's definitely the most iconic. You you know show a photo from that era. Like, oh yeah. That's- Yes, and and her eyebrows are insane. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, so then last one, uh, favorite tour. Will it would it be Blind Ambition as well, or I mean, she's had many many different tours since then. Well, because my very first live tour was was Drown World, so I didn't get to see anything live until Drown World. But um, I loved Live Reinvention. Mm-hmm. Um, if. And then the first night that I was there was the first time that I could be like kind of close. I was on the floor for reinvention and you know how that like catwalk would come down. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. so my seat, which I thought was like such a good seat was like at the tip of the, like at the tip of the catwalk that would come down. Um, and it was like, that was the first time I really could see her close up, but also just the visuals, the, 
the dancing is incredible. Um, especially like I always think of that holiday performance is probably my favorite. Um, yeah. And just the way that it's like, everybody's dancing and it's, it's so, it's just such a high note for the, for the show. So, yeah. Liberty, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. This was really fun. It was so fun. And I'm so excited that you guys had me on. Um, I feel like I have some kindred spirits in the world and that gives me, that gives me when you get out of hiatus, we're going to do a crossover episode. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back because you guys are really inspiring me. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. You know, there's enough room in the world for all kinds of voices, especially if they're all talking about it. That's how it is. Absolutely. I agree completely. And if you'd like to, please check out Liberty on her Instagram. You can find her at Savory Liberty on yeah. Instagram. Am I saying that right? That's right, right? So very Liberty. You know how oh, like. So very Liberty. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Uh, and you'll be able to actually listen to her play some guitar. So keep putting those guitar segments up there. Yeah. I just tried to work out, um, wash all over me. So. Oh, I know. Uh, I saw, I was listening. I was like, good for her. Yeah. I have fun with it. So yeah. At the same time that you're checking out Madonna's rehearsal footage, go over and hear Liberty's rehearsal. Yeah. I mean, if you just can't get enough. Or yeah, or 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 go on Spotify and check out my um my four cover song. Those are actually professionally done um, cover versions of four four Madonna songs, and you can find me there at Liberty King. Oh, that's amazing! Send us a link. We'll put it on the podcast. I will. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Liberty. Okay. Thank you. Okay, everybody's Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, thanks again. We love hearing from you, so stay in touch. You can find us on mlbcpodcast.com. All of our links are there. Like and subscribe. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also check out our Instagram at mlbcpodcast. We'll see you soon. Bye.